Sometimes things happen that we, we can't quite put our finger on. We don't really know why they happened or how they happened. It's sort of outside of the realm of, you know, our understanding. And, uh, you know, it's hard for us to compartmentalize what um, transpired. But, you know, we always find a way. And, uh, you know, if you, you, um, if you try hard enough, you can, you, uh, you know, you, uh, there's an old saying that goes, um, you know, can't explain something uh don't try because you're gonna you're gonna end up hurting yourself thinking thinking too hard about that one and you know you, you don't want to do that because that, that's gonna that's gonna mess you up in the long run so uh if you could just uh you know reach into your pocket for me and uh you know oh what's that in your hand what, what you got there in your hand you just pull out your pocket what's that oh that's uh that's two tickets two tickets to the bonkers theater Mike Green worked a comfortable job at a grocery store. He was the evening shift manager and would do the closing for the store. He very much enjoyed his um very much enjoyed his job. He was very happy with the pay he received. The pay was nothing to write home about, but Mike himself had no children and also no spouse, so as somebody with a single income providing for just himself, he was very content with where he was. But Mike also wanted to expand his horizons. He had aspiration, aspirations to become more than what he, than just a manager at a grocery store. He had always dreamed of becoming a magician ever since he was a little boy. But the problem he saw with magic in these years was magic was sort of on the way out. Most magicians didn't do magic in the very traditional sense. Most audience members are not fascinated by the trickery and illusions presented by classical magicians anymore. Most people want to see movies or musicians live. They do not much care for magicians. And when you look at most magicians nowadays, they are incorporating things such as music into their acts or comedy to make it sort of its own thing. They sort of combine two different mediums into one to be this sort of halfway point that is a more general form of entertainment. But Mike had no interest in this. He saw magic as a fully formed medium in which he can entertain through it and hone his craft. But this presented a problem because Mike really did want to become famous through his magic and he had dabbled in it here and there growing up but he never fully committed to it. But that would change when Mike caught wind of one of his workers, one of his um workers who associates that work underneath him was posting up a flyer advertising the town's talent show. Now Mike comes from a very small town and he knows that the talent show is going to have a lot of local talent that he's familiar with, people he knows. So this was very exciting for him. He thought this is a perfect opportunity for me to show off my magic that I've been working on, you know, but I really need to 
work on this so I can have a good show for everyone involved. So when he got off his shift that day, Mike decided to go and practice magic. He went and tried out all the classic tricks, the rabbit in the hat, the flying doves that come out of the bouquet. I mean, he went, he did all the ones you would think of. He even learned how to saw a woman in half and put her back together. These were advanced magic techniques, but he was worried that because of people's exposure to these techniques that, you know, it's not going to have the sort of draw that it would with normal crowd. But, you know, he stuck with his guns on this one. He thinks that performing traditional magic using traditional magic techniques passed down from generations of magicians that he'd be able to win the audience over by the classical presentation of magic. So about a month passed and the talent show was a few days out. Mike had really, you know, perfected his uh, craft here. His magic show was running, he, he did about a solid 20 minutes long magic show that he had planned. He nailed it perfectly, each magic trick perfect without any issues. So he felt confident and ready for this talent show. So the day of the magic show approached, the day of the talent show, and many people were there, many people Mike knew. A lot of women, a lot of men, all doing all kinds of different things. A few singers here, some jugglers, some clown acts, even some shooting presentations where people would show how fast they can draw a gun and shoot a target. You had dart throwing, you had fire breathing. It was honestly a very cool event that, I mean... If you were there, you would have really enjoyed this. I think most people would. And so it came turn for Mike to do his magic presentation. And he got on stage and did all of his classic magic acts. But unfortunately, his worst nightmares came true. And that's that people already knew all these magic tricks. Not that they knew how they worked, because magic's very hard to perform. But they've seen them done a million times. And even though the magic and illusions is great and, and, and you have to be insanely talented to pull them off, the people have been desensitized to this kind of magic. They had seen the rabbit trick. They said, I've already seen a, ma- a rabbit get pulled out of a um, hat. You know, one guy after a show ended, he said, I've seen a rabbit been pulled out of a hat. Why don't you pull a frog or something out? I've never seen a frog be pulled out of a hat. And Mike kind of took this personally. He said, magicians pull rabbits out of their hats. They don't pull frogs out of their hats. There's a reason I didn't do that. I I wouldn't be a magician if I did that. It'd be some sort of joke. The crowd was not very happy with him, and he received a lot of harsh remarks from many of the audience members, and it really just left a bitter taste in his mouth, and really, he didn't want to sit through the rest of the other acts and uh, with this audience that didn't even appreciate all the hard work he put into over the last months into this 
magic show. So he approached the exit, but that's when a man stopped him. Called him by his name, he said, Mike. Mike turned, he said, excuse me, do I know you? Are are you a customer of the uh, grocery store I work for? The man laughed. He said, "No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're misunderstanding. No, no. You, you don't know me, and I don't know you. I just saw you today. But I notice you. You're very much into magic." And Mike said, "Well, yeah, of course. I'm. I'm a magician. And I did a magic act. Of course, I'm into magic." The man, the old man, he, you know, he laughed, and he says, "Well, you know." I'm into magic myself. Mike says, oh, really? That's that's nice to know. Uh, did you uh, enjoy my performance? The man said, yeah, I enjoyed the performance. You, you show a lot of talent. And I think you have the capabilities of being someone. When it comes to the magic world, I think you can sort of revive magic as a great medium for entertainment. Mike was floored by this. He had never heard somebody say something so nice to him. He said, he really thinks so? The man says, oh, I know so. But, I don't think you can do it without my help. Mike was a little confused. He says, without your help, I don't understand. What, you know, what, why would I need some old man's help? Are you saying that you can get me more shows, or what are you doing? The old man says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to get you more shows. We're going to make your magic great with magic. Mike's a little confused. He says, you know, magic, you know, it's, it's real, but it's used for entertainment and performances. The old man, you know, he's like, I understand... You know, you you think magic is it ends with its capabilities of being used on stage, but actually, you know, it goes further beyond that. Mike was, you know, he's really confused. He doesn't quite understand what the old man's getting at, so he asks for some clarification. The old man says, "I'm going to make it really simple for you. I will make you the world's greatest magician." You know. And all of history. But there was a catch. Mike's confused. He says, okay, well, what's the catch? The old man says, I'm going to have to ask you something. Five years from now, five years from now, after I make you the greatest magician in the world. I will come back and ask for a favor in return. And Mike says, well, what if you don't make me the greatest magician in the world? Do I still have to do this favor? The old man says, of course not. Why would it be if, why would I ask for something in return if I do, if I fail to, you know, live up to my end of the deal? So Mike says, okay, okay, that makes sense. Makes sense, I'm on board with that. And so Mike says, well, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And what will you do to make me the greatest? The old man says, well, you agreed, so it's already been done. Just do another magic show. And you will see a uptick in your response to um, 
your magic. You know, people are going to end up liking it. Mike says, oh, okay. All right. You know, he's a little confused, but, you know, he's like, okay, well, have a nice one, old man. The old man says, like, you too. And so Mike leaves. Some time passes and Mike is back to, um, just working his normal position at the grocery store. And he's doing his normal tasks and he hasn't thought of magic in a long time, but he's thought a lot about what that old man said to him. And on a whim, he decides to pick up magic again and he says... You know, I think I'm going to do another show. I'll just organize a smaller show. And I'll do all my classic bits, all my classic illusions, in front of a smaller audience, just to see how they feel about it. So he gets a few of his co-workers, the ones who work underneath him, And he says, would you like to see a magic show? I'm going to do just a five-minute demo before closing time when there's no customers in the store. Would would that be cool with you guys to see it? I just want to kind of test out how I am because I noticed none of you actually went to the talent show to see my magic. And they all say, yeah, well, we'll we'll see it. And so when it comes closing time, he gets around the kiosk at the front the customer service desk he says okay i'm gonna do some of my magic and he just does a five minute demo of you know cup and ball tricks where he makes balls disappear under different cups and appear reappear under others and he does it and he asks for some feedback all of his co-workers are blown away They've never seen magic done that well. They're all they're all like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is this real? Is, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Is this this is the best magic I've ever seen? This guy, he's you know, why is what is he what's he doing working at a grocery store? You know, this guy's the best magician I've ever seen. Chris Angel, like, who's Chris Angel? Who is he? Who even is that? You know." He, well, he can, he can meditate on, like, a glass box or something, like, on a mirror. Oh, he can, like, stand on a mirror, like, we can, like, walk on some plexiglass on some water, you know, and he thinks he's, like, so great. Yo, he, he can, like, uh, make the Statue of Liberty disappear or something, I don't know, but whatever he does, you know, it, that's nothing. The real, the real Chris Angel is Mike Green, you know, he, he's the real deal. And Mike was, you know, taken aback by this comment. Does you really think it's that great? I did, I did it in front of a few people. I mean, I did it in front of the whole town. No, not 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 just a few people. I did it in front of the whole town, and people didn't really like it. And they say, "Are you joking? This is the best magic ever. You need to, you need to like film yourself doing this on put it on YouTube." And Mike, he's sort of an older guy. He doesn't really. He's like, I don't know about all this. YouTube stuff, this weird technology stuff. I'm not really used to this. And kids are like, no, you gotta, you, you gotta do that. People have to see this. So he says, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So he makes a, he goes home, he gets, he has a video camera he had from 
a while ago. It's not. It's just a normal camera that he got for taking pictures when he went on a vacation to Hawaii one summer, but it does do video, so he sets it up on a desk and films a few videos of him doing different tricks. He does his rabbit in the hat routine, he does the cup trick again, and he does some card tricks. He does a few demonstrations of sort of his capabilities that he can show off and how well he is at them and how he's he shows that he's sort of versatile on different forms of magic and illusions and he uploads them on YouTube underneath his real name and he he doesn't really think much of it he goes to bed and says well I hope somebody enjoys that you know I'll take those kids advice who, who I work with the next morning he wakes up and he he checks how his YouTube video is done. He says, I wonder if any of uh, you know my co-workers wrote anything nice about these. He looks at them. 20 million views each. They've gone viral. And overnight, people are fascinated by these. They've been sharing them around like wildfire. All the comments, all positive. Not even one dislike on them. This is unheard of. Not even outside of magic, but outside of YouTube. You're you're bound to get somebody to dislike your videos, but everybody is united in the love of Mike Mike Green's magic. He gets a phone call. It's his mother. She says, Mike, Mike, turn on the TV. I saw you on the news. You're a viral sensation. Everybody loves you. He turns on the news to CNN. It's Anderson Cooper. It wasn't even his shift, but Anderson Cooper rushed into work and told them, put me on whatever time slot we have. I need to talk about this Mike Green guy. It's Anderson Cooper begging. He's on live CNN. He's begging Mike Green to come on and do a magic show on his show. And Mike Green is, you know, he's looking at the TV. He's like, well... You know, I gotta do this. How do I get in contact with, uh, you know, Anderson Cooper? And Anderson Cooper says, well, if you, if you want to get in contact with me, Mike, you know, call this number. And he shows his number. He says, if you're not Mike Green, please don't call that number. That, that's my private number. Please don't call that. That's what Anderson Cooper said. But, you know, Mike Green's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta call that number. And, you know, people had so much respect for Mike that they're like, I'm not gonna... You know, I'm not going to call Anderson Cooper's number because, you know, I want actual Mike Green to call him and accept it. So he calls him. He's like, yeah, how can we make this work? Anderson Cooper says, you know, I'll pay you a million dollars out of my own pocket because I got that much money because I'm a big big shot scene in anger. He says, that's more than I make in, uh, you know, a few years. That's, that's more than I make in 10 years says of course I'll do that he says well okay come on down here so Mike gets on his plane you know he's got his million dollars gets on his plane gets all of his magic stuff you know he's getting on the plane they're like oh Mike you are not traveling you know you're not traveling economy class you know with all these peasants we have a private plane for you some somebody get the private plane you know, get the person who owns the airport, he's like, give give Mike my private plane. We're flying him straight to Anderson. 
So, you know, he's getting this VIP treatment. He's, his life is turning around. It's amazing. Overnight success. This guy, Mike. So he does his full routine on CNN. They love it so much. They're just, they say, okay, you know what? We're not even doing news today. Mike, you just keep doing magic. Just whatever tricks you want to do, just do them. Everybody's watching Mike. The ratings are through the roof. You know, Japan is now asking him. They're like, speaking in Japanese, they're like, oh, well, we got to get Mike, Mike Goo. We got to get Mike Goo on the, on the TV. You know, the, the Middle East is raving for him. Everybody in the world wants a piece of Mike. And Mike is just, you know, he's blown away. This is the beginning of a new life for him. His dream of being the greatest magician in the world has come true. And he is fully embracing it. Five years pass. Mike is the richest celebrity on earth. Everybody loves him. Everybody knows him. He is a superstar. Mike is sitting in the fanciest hotel in the world in Dubai. He's sitting in the lobby enjoying comped sushi when an old man approaches him. Mike says, oh, are you a fan? The old man says, no, not quite. Then Mike realizes who this old man is. Mike is surrounded by his rich friends and paparazzis and he says, excuse me, you know, I have to... This is an old friend of mine. I'm going to have to catch up with him. If you don't mind, I'm going to leave with him. Everybody says, oh, it's fine, Mike. You know, you're you know, the most famous person in the world. Everybody loves you. You're the best. He says, thank you. I know that's all true. So he takes the old man and they go up to his hotel room. And Mike says, I remember. I remember. This was all you're doing. This is some magic that I don't understand. This is all you're doing. The old man says, yes. You did remember me through all this, didn't you? Mike says, you know, I, I feel kind of bad, but I really didn't. I didn't even think of you after that night. But now seeing you, I realize that this was all you and I thank you very much. The old man replies, he says, but you do remember that this wasn't all for free, right? And Mike says, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember it, but you weren't really specific on what I had to do to pay you back. The old man says, it's simple. Become black. Mike laughs to himself. He says, excuse me, what? What was that? The old man says, oh, just... I'm going to make you black. Mike's a little confused. He says, well, you're going to make me black. What, what does that mean? The old man says, well, you know, that's... That's, uh, you know, that's what you have to do to um, appease me. I mean, I did all this stuff for you. And all I ask in return is that I make you black. So you become black. Mike says, I'm, I, I don't want to be black. I want to be me. You know, I want to be me. 
Old man says, well, you'll still be you. You'll just be black. Mike says, what happens if I refuse? What if, what if I don't want to be black? The old man says, well, you can't refuse. I've done all this stuff for you. You know, is it really that bad to be black? Are, are you a racist or something? Mike says, no, 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 I'm not racist. You know, I love the black people. They're my some of my favorite people in the world. I, you know, I just personally, you know, I, 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 I'm a white guy. You know, that's what I am. You know, I'm not, I'm not black. I'm not a black guy. The old man says, well, then what's the problem? I mean, I don't understand. If you're not racist, you should have no problem being black. Mike's like, you know, no, because that's, you know, that's not me. The old man says, well, I mean, if, if you don't want to be black, you should have refused what I said, you know. You shouldn't have agreed to working the deal out. Because I held up my end. Now you got to hold up your end. you got to be black. And Mike says, well, you know, I, I mean, is there any way out of this? The old man says, no, no. You see how much work I did? You see, I made you, like, the most famous man in the world? Like that, That's not easy. And I'm just asking for something really easy in return. I'm not even asking you to do anything. I'm going to do all it for you. I'm just asking for you to be black. Mike says, well, is there any, uh, you know... Is that really, is that really it? I mean, the old man says, yeah, yeah, you're just going to have to be black. So, left with no other options, Mike became black. So, if you ever find yourself met with an old man promising you something... If you don't want to become black, don't agree to it. Mm-hmm.